Coming up on tonight's episode of Don't Panic, we are packed full of Apple news. That's right, we're talking HBO Now exclusive, brand new super slim MacBooks, and the Apple Watch. Yes, it's $17,000, and we'll tell you why coming up on this exciting episode of Don't Panic. Stick around, because it's coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 85, recorded March 9th, 2015. On the content exclusives, extra dongles, and a five-figure gadget. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this exciting edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that we're happy to announce is now 43% thinner. I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined by the MC Hammer of Technology. He's too legit to quit. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Colby Rabidou, sir, how are we doing this week? I'm 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 great. Uh, before this, while I was making my beverage, I chopped a chunk of ice off a larger chunk of ice to make it, and that was very satisfying. That's very, uh, that's very medieval of you. Yeah, yeah. Really getting your work done well. I'm really <laughs> excited for for this week's show. Uh, as always, the dynamic duo here getting the job done. Uh, I think uh, we have quite the chemistry, Colby and I, uh, and yeah, I'm certainly yeah. happy we can bring it to uh, this show, Don't Panic. So how was your well, week, Colby? <laughs> Thanks for having me on as a guest, by the way. This is a, it's, a, it's a huge honor. Do, do you hear something, Colby? <laughs> I don't know. Is, is that, it, it sounds kind of familiar. It's like, it's like a person who I feel like I've known for a long time, yet hasn't been a part of my life <laughs> in a while. <laughs> Echoes from the past. There, is this the NSA <laughs> listening into our Skype call or something? Oh, I don't know what be. this is. No, I'm kidding. It's Dan Miller. It was a I joke. Really I was playing a joke. Dan Miller. So good here. to be back. Oh my I missed, goodness. I missed freedom. Oh, <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> the like communism of Europe. Yes, Dan. America is freedom. We're glad to have you back. <laughs> I missed our. Our lack of fire doors. I missed our smaller plugs. Uh, what are fire doors? Oh, okay. So this is the number one thing that annoys me, at least in the UK and Ireland. They have these crazy laws regarding fire, specifically as they relate to doors. So imagine, you know how like a, a hotel would have an elevator on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. You take the elevator up. Uh, and usually in the U.S., you get out of the elevator and you walk to your room. You might want to turn left or right. In the uh, U.K. and Ireland, there have to be doors on either side of the elevator. So if you turn left, you open the door. If you turn right, you open a door mm-hmm. to get out. And they need to, every time you open a door, if you open this door out, you have to open the next door in. And if the distance between those two doors is very small, this gets incredibly annoying. And the reason why that is, is if a fire starts between those two doors, the pressure differential seals the doors shut instead of sucking one of them open, which is kind of neat, but means that if you have luggage and you're trying to get it through these two doors, it's incredibly annoying. Uh, Also, (laughs) sounds like more of a fire hazard. Well, (laughs) right. Maybe. I, I also really Trade appreciate off. insulation. Uh, Europe's not so big on the insulating houses thing, especially bathrooms. Bathrooms, they just like, mm, I want to feel like I'm out here on this brisk 20-degree day just that, doing my business in the field. That's what like. That's the, what it reminds things, me of, actually. The, the things that pass for buildings in California just <laughs> shock me. Like there's barely a wall, never mind insulation or double paned windows or storm oh, right. windows. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Oh. No, and they look kind of <laughs> madness. Uh because they're the the windows are sometimes are so old that they're not even consistent. So they have these distortions in them, which look pretty neat, but they just serve to remind you of how poorly insulated the window itself is because it's <laughs> yeah, right. a hundred years old. <laughs> I, I still love you, Ireland. It's fine. All right. Well, Dan, we are thrilled to have you back. We held down the fort for several long weeks, but the original crew is here uh, until you leave us again. (laughs) I'm going to stick around for a long time. Four weeks was far too long to be traveling. Three weeks, I I thought thought you were going to say, I'll be here for four weeks. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll be gone for a long time. <laughs> Coming back on the show reminded me why I left in the first place. Oh, <laughs> and oh, no. with that, we are going to move on to the news. Uh, I want to remind everyone out there, the three of us do the show Monday nights live, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, daylight time uh, on our website, don'tpanic.io. Uh, you on the website going to get all the video, all the audio, social media links, and places to subscribe. I recommend going there. It's our one-stop shop to everything. Don't panic. Um, we are going to jump right in because we've got big news. Our like our marquee shows tend to be Apple events. What's funny is an Apple event, in my opinion, is one is the reason we started this show. Hmm. Because was I it? was I was texting Colby after one of the. Uh, maybe it was WWDC, I don't remember, and we were like going back and forth about what we thought about what they announced, and I'm like, man, we should do a show about this. <laughs> That's true. I do I do vaguely remember that. So I'm, that, I'm glad we did. It changed, changed our lives forever. I did. Now we're filthy rich. No, wait. Yeah. That's not right. Mm, uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a big announcement today uh, from Apple. They announced a lot of things. Uh, not really, though. Actually, now that I think about it, they didn't announce that much, but they did announce some things, and we're going to talk about them right now. Uh, I'm thinking we'll just go in order of the things uh-huh. they announced. That makes sense to me. Starting with... Um, well, actually, we're going to skip past all the boring. We have new retail stores, and we've sold a lot of iPhones. Okay. Thank, thank you, Apple. We get it. Uh, I have a question. So... Do you remember the last Apple Live event? There was that big uh, problem where everyone who was streaming it was getting the Chinese version. Yes. Yeah. Did you notice that they started this one with Chinese text on the screen? Because the intro <laughs> video was the opening of their Chinese store. And I thought, oh, <laughs> man, not again. <laughs> <laughs> I think, were they trolling us? I, they might have been trolling us. Maybe. I'm sure they had plenty of redundancies in place to make sure that didn't happen again. <laughs> um, but talking about streaming, we're going to start with Apple TV. We had two big announcements out of Apple TV. First, they're cutting the price from $99 to $69, making them more competitive with the uh, Fire TV, Roku, and other similar competitors. But even bigger than that, HBO Now, we've talked about it on the show before, HBO's standalone streaming service. We have gotten no information so far other than that they're doing it, well, today they officially announced HBO Now coming in April for $14.99 a month. No oh, cable contract required. And it will be exclusive for three months to Apple TV. Just long enough for Game of Thrones to finish, which is interesting. Mm. Yep, and it will launch just in time for Game of Thrones to start. Yep. Uh, there will also be an app for iPhone and iPad, which will also be exclusives. Um, so it will be exclusive to Apple as a whole. Um, and you you said that's only for three months? Uh, it's, yes, the exclusives for three months. That is correct. Nice. That's it. So I'm at first when I heard it was exclusive, I was a little peeved because I don't have an Apple TV. Uh, and I'm not planning on buying one. But then I considered that it probably wasn't exclusive for the remaining length of my current cable contract. So, so you're uh, stuck on uh, right? It, it, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. So, like, I have the cable. Yeah, right. I have the cable contract through like September or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that's when I'm going to start getting charged an arm and a leg for the the HBO Go that I'm getting. So for now, it should be good. <laughs> and for this season of Game of Thrones, it should be good. <laughs> yeah, this was my. This is the most exciting part about this whole Apple event for me was this was HBO, HBO announcement. <laughs> so I, it, do you remember when I said that I would pay, what did I say, $60 yeah. for this per month? Yeah. So this is great. You said that? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't pay it for the whole year, but I would pay the two, Just the for three Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones months. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Absolutely. Uh, especially yeah, if it's no, reliable it's, and the, there's a native app experience. Yeah, I I was considering as I I was planning a Game of Thrones viewing party with some friends from Ireland who are visiting during when the show's happening and I thought, well, we could try to go to a bar, but there's no guarantee that we would get in or that there'd be seating and like, well, we could delay it a couple days and I could pirate it, but that's not really great either. Maybe I should just get a stupid cable subscription and then I don't have to worry <laughs> about all this stuff anymore. We can watch it, it's guaranteed to work. But now with this, this is perfect. I will absolutely be using that for my Game of Thrones viewing party. Nice. 
I think it's I think it's great. I mean, when we talked on the show about this, I if I remember correctly, we said twenty dollars it was kind of the upper limit of what an average person might pay, and that fifteen might be that sweet spot, and we're all like, there's no way they'll hit that. I think fourteen ninety nine mm-hmm. is like the perfect price point for someone to, yeah. to pay for this. I think so. It's a I'm little amazed. like Yeah, I think it's like it's a little pricier than Netflix, right? Like but but I, from one perspective, like HBO is is more like it's niche. fancier content for me. HBO Con- Netflix content. is for yeah. everyone, everyone, because it has right. such a depth of content from kids to adults to documentaries to television to it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. HBO is mm-hmm. niche. And I think that's why they can get away for charging it, because you have people like Dan who will pay untold amounts of money to watch the content <laughs> they create. They would rather have and, uh, customers paying more. Yeah, and I don't. I don't need to pay for it every month either. Mm-hmm. Uh, although at the rate that I start watching these HBO shows, one of which is my pick this episode, uh, it might end up covering me all year long, which <laughs> probably might be their strategy. Has there been any pushback for like from the cable companies and stuff on this yet that we've heard about? Uh, it's early, so it's, it's really tough to say. I mean, it did come out this week that... Um, Comcast was blocking access to HBO Go on PlayStation 4. Oh, right. So, yeah, what yeah, was up? True. I saw that Which story, was, but that, I, didn't... I mean, that's that's the same on uh, PS3 for whatever reason. And it's, it's like, always been that way since they launched the app on PS3. I don't... I, I didn't read into it enough. Like, I didn't read into it past, though, when I tried to download it and couldn't sign in. Mm-hmm. Um but and I just Googled it and it was like Comcast doesn't allow HBO Go on PS4 and I was like, yeah, this is why, when our, why? <laughs> our net neutrality laws get more and more important because what what a yeah. Comcast could just say that across the board. They could just say, well, you can't use HBO now if you have a Comcast Internet subscription, mm-hmm. which is tantamount to what they're doing on the PS4. Right. It's the yeah, yeah. like what I don't understand what right they have to say that. Like, it's my Internet. I don't. I don't know. That makes cool. me mad. You're, you're leasing your internet from the kid. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Well, and it's it's <laughs> it's fascinating to me that HBO chose Apple as a launch partner. Unsurprisingly, Apple being the largest company on the face of the planet is not surprising. But <laughs> they're not going to choose a company like Sony because Sony owns an entertainment division, right? They chose a technology <laughs> company to launch HBO, not a entertainment <laughs> company. And that, to me, is very telling that for three months, not a single cable company is going to be able to do anything about this. And that's really, really interesting. Well, they could block it, right? That's Uh, not illegal yet. uh, That's technically they could. I can't imagine a world in which they would. Why? What's to stop them if they're already doing it on the PS4? That's my point. But this, well, is, but this is Apple, yeah. and this is the the long-awaited, over-the-top streaming, right? This is. I'm not saying they will go. No, I know. I just, I, I could not imagine. Comcast has to be sitting there looking at their merger with Time Warner and saying, "We do not need anything more on top of the stupid shit we already do." <laughs> I like yeah. to think that they know better. Um, but we knows? have expended our stupid quota for the year. It's only March. Barely March. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's continue on because we've got more news to get to. Uh, I'm going to just quickly go through some of the few little highlights here. 700 million iPhones sold, 25 million Apple TVs sold to date, uh, with the iPhone business growing 49% year over year. Uh, they also announced that Apple Pay um, now partners with 2,500 banks and nearly 700,000 uh, retail locations around the U.S. Uh, it's also coming to 100,000 Coca-Cola vending machines. So you can pay with your Apple Pay there. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That's a good idea. Uh, yeah, I feel Who like singles vending machines. I wish a great it, place. I wish it next. I wanted to come to the lawn, the uh, washers and dryers in my in the basement of my apartment. That's what I really want. Cool. When I, they do that, I, I don't know if that's a big enough business life. for Apple to get into, but you know, you can pitch it to them. <laughs> I can just imagine Tim Cook at an event. We're going to a hundred thousand, and we're going to be in Macy's and and the washing machines and Colby's building. <laughs> All four of them. <laughs> uh, Brilliant. We also uh, saw CarPlay 
going to be on 40 new car models this year. Uh, and Tim Cook said it would be on every quote-unquote major manufacturer, despite the fact that Toyota has said that they're probably not going to do it. But everyone other than Toyota has somewhat agreed to CarPlay uh, in new models. We also had Research Kit, uh, which is partnering with research. Do, do you need to you, do you need to have CarPlay integrated into the car, or is it just like the dashboard replacement, sort of like adding a new radio thing? It's it's just installed software. I don't think there's any kind of specialty hardware you need for that. But can't you buy CarPlay radios? Like I know they're not radios anymore. What oh would you call yeah, that? yeah, you can uh, buy them from third parties and have them installed in your car. Yeah. Right. So I don't think Toyota not doing it is the is like a death knell. That's no. Oh, I think Apple, most people not. most most people I imagine who will have CarPlay in the next five years will get it through a third party thing they bought in the store uh, in the next year or two. The problem you don't think so? They're they're expensive and they have to be installed by a professional. No, they don't. <laughs> well, the, I've done this. You've installed in car in dash entertainment systems i think so like with the screen and everything and you install it yeah it didn't look pretty but but it worked (laughs) it worked like the one i had wasn't fancy at all it i just got it for the aux port Mm, yeah aux port a cd player and a radio and there are actually some very cool third-party systems i just don't think i think people will just live with whatever system toyota provides okay that's just my guess or they can buy. If I still drove a car. car, I would be, I would be pricing out the CarPlay ones right now. Uh, yeah, because it's it's such a huge upgrade for a, a small cost, a couple hundred dollars, if that. Yeah, uh, I think Toyota will get pressured into it. That I think if if everyone else is doing it, I don't. Although <laughs> we don't know what the financial ramifications of that are. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. That's right. Um. Research kit, uh, iPhone users can participate in clinical trials, so it's integrated into your iPhone, um, and you'll be able to do clinical tests on your phone and submit data to these research organizations about things like Parkinson's and asthma and other, uh, like, five different diseases. Um, it's an open source project from Apple. Um, I don't... Has Apple ever... Does Apple have any open source projects? Like this is not not too not not a company and like noun combination that that I I'm used to hearing. The OS 10 kernel is open source. Uh, no one uses it. Uh, <laughs> Apple's probably the biggest contributor to LLVM uh, because oh, yeah. they use LLVM right. for Swift, Objective C, and their uh, new JavaScript engine in Safari. Mm-hmm. Those are the big ones that pop into my head. Okay. Cool. Uh, d- does it, did anyone listen to the recent Radiolab episode about the trust engineers at Facebook? I did listen to that. No. So that's as soon as... So TLDR, uh, Facebook has this team that used to be called trust engineers and now is called something else. Uh, is it because trust that, engineers is terrifying sounding? Is that why they exactly it? why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and they're responsible for a bunch of things. But the thing you're talking about in this episode is when people report photos as uh, report photos, and they created a new flow to help determine why someone was reporting it because usually they're reporting it because they don't like it, not because it's actually inappropriate for Facebook. Uh, so then they set up this whole system where users could resolve problems between each other. And through doing that, they inadvertently conducted a psychology experiment on the effect of the messages that they would pre-fill to users. And then how, depending on the pre-filled message, how likely was it would it be for those two users to reach an amicable outcome? Uh, so they did this wide-scale psychology experiment uh, at a a scale that no psychology experiment has ever been conducted ever in history. Uh, And it's a thing that they do every day. So that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this health kit stuff is Apple's in the position to do the same thing. Like they said there, a lot of clinical trials are only a couple hundred people. How many iPhones did they sell last quarter? Like they had the potential to mm -hmm. how many? <laughs> uh, well, t- well, total to date, I think it was seven hundred million iPhones. Yeah, that's it. I would have thought it was at least a billion at this point. Uh, maybe it will be next year. Yeah, 
<laughs> but 700 million iPhones out there, that's 1% of those is way more than the biggest study of Parkinson's disease ever conducted. It's very cool. And and people at the event said that that announcement got more applause than anything else Apple announced throughout the day. So I think that's... I mean, I feel, I feel like that was the only thing we didn't know about beforehand. Yeah, basically, you're, you're right. Outside of HBO and Game of Thrones, which I'm sure also got a lot of applause. Right. Um, yeah. That would be it. One thing we had an idea about, and we talked about this on the show, was uh, a new MacBook. Uh, we... Mm-hmm. I feel like we came to the consensus that Apple would be crazy to throw out all of the ports on a MacBook just to make it slimmer. Um, and then they went ahead and did that. So this is the new MacBook. Weighs two pounds with a 12-inch screen, 24% thinner than the Air. Uh, it is the thinnest computer ever, I guess, they, so they claim. Um, new features include a new keyboard butterfly mechanism as they call it that makes the keys like basically flush with the key with the with the computer itself it's a little bit crazy if you look at it uh retina display on that 12 inch uh, tw- uh 2304 by 1440 resolution consuming 30% less power uh touchpad now has four sensors in them which allows for things like pressure sensitivity uh as well as the ability to uh write on the touchpad with pressure for things like signing signatures uh they call it force click um the big thing is they got rid of all the ports now you just have two you got headphones and you've got usb type c um that means they make it super thin uh as we talked about uh, it's got Intel's new Broadwell chips, which means no fan. Uh, and you will a- be able now to get it in gold. Gold! There's gold in there, those hills. But also space gray. And space gray. Silver and space gray. Uh, starting price twelve ninety nine, and it begins shipping on April 10th. Um, in addition to that, they upgraded the Air and the Pro lineups with new chips and Thunderbolt 2. So, so real quick, so, the, the big Apple open source project we forgot about was WebKit, which powers Safari mm. and Opera now and Chrome. Uh, and they were doing the one. most of that development. Well, not Chrome Google anymore. Got... Not Chrome anymore? No. The yeah, they've got their they, own offshoot. Google, Google forked it, and they have their own now called Blink. Oh, oh right, right, right. Okay, anyways, yeah. super thin laptops. With only one port, crazy. I so I so one thing. I, so I will say, um, I was a little concerned. Like I heard the rumors like beforehand about read them redesigning the trackpad like without a hinge. Um, so there's no like on this trackpad. There's no motion. It doesn't move, uh, but it does have the like I forget what what do they call it like Force, the tactic yeah. No, it has it has a like taptic engine, like the same thing that's in the watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so so they they like simulate clicking, like they give you like like physical vibrating feedback when you click, so you know like when you've clicked, uh, which I think is interesting. I'd like to try it, but if if Holy, it had have been. You ever... Have you ever used uh, the the keyboard the uh, trackpad with the clicking disabled? So all you have to do is tap to click. Yeah, I hate it. You hate it. Yeah, because I use it's that. Never... I use it that way for the longest time. Really? Do you still? No, but just because the D, it doesn't matter to me either way, really. Uh, uh, so I don't, I don't like laptops, it. That's how they worked for me. Huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, old laptops were like that. But that was, like, one of my favorite things about, like, the the MacBooks with the, the big trackpad with it. You, it actually clicked. You could feel it click. That's what I liked. Maybe I just have, like, I'm not very graceful, so it's harder for me to, like, <laughs> differentiate tapping versus just moving around. I thought you did ballet. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean it's really thin and really ugly in gold. The gold I, one. Why? I, I think there I, are people I, who like gold like... and people who don't. 
No, I, but no, but see, that's that's my. I, I like gold in certain applications. I actually think the gold Apple Watch actually looks very nice. This is not an attractive gold. Your computer should not be gold. I'm sorry. What about the the iPhone and the iPad gold? Are those attractive? Better than the laptop? I don't think so. I I just I just ugh. ugh. I think it's gross. Yeah, I want to see the I space think gray the- one. Space gray looks really nice if you haven't seen the pictures. I actually, if I had to pick a color, I would actually lean towards. I love the space gray on the iPhone. No, I what mean, do you think um, about this the single port thing? You know, I remember when the MacBook Air came out and everyone panicked because it didn't have a CD drive. And they said, What am I going to do? And Apple said, you don't need CDs anymore. We download everything over the internet and we have flash drives. And people said, that's crazy. And people, and then they're like, Apple's upcharging me $100 for a, an external CD drive. This is crazy. And then turns out they were right. We don't need CDs anymore for 90% of people. At, when I first saw this, yep. I thought it was crazy. The, the one thing that really bothers me is they should, it's, I looked, it's an $80 adapter to convert USB-C into a combination, a dongle, combination uh, HDMI, USB, micro display port adapter for USB Type-C. $80. They should bundle one of those with the computer. That really bothers me. Of course they should. That's that's, that's bad. I mean, Apple adapters are expensive, but like... You, that's, you, you that's, have to that buy seems one. egregious. To you me. literally yeah. have to buy one because nothing right. has USB C. Nothing. Not if all you do is charge your laptop and that's it. Colby, how many people at, at your office just use a laptop on a desk with a trackpad and nothing else? Not a lot. Most people have. Really? Yeah. We have. I, I understand know, that like, most people have, but how many people use it? How many people use their monitors and keyboards regularly? I would say most of the people around me are like 70, 30, where like 70% of the time, this is including myself, like 70% of the time they're looking at their big monitor um, right. and the other 30% of the time they're just sitting somewhere so, weird with just their laptop. So 30% of the time, the world's nerdiest people, software engineers, don't even use peripherals. So what percentage of time do regular people use them? It's true. I don't know. Do you see the only thing that like my real objection would be that I can't put my I can't charge my phone off of it without I mean without an adapter, right? Like that's when I'm traveling, that's like what I use my laptop for. It's just an external battery for my iPhone. <laughs> now, I was really I was really expecting the charger to have USB ports on it. And is that not the case? I don't believe so. Not not that I've that seen That would anywhere. have solved these problems. It would have mm. come bundled with a computer. If you're charging your laptop, you're charging your phone. You almost don't you usually don't want to charge your phone when your laptop's unplugged anyways. Uh, although it is useful if you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh I really I think they should have done that. I was happy that they were upfront about the fact that USB C is an open standard and anyone could they they mentioned that there would be third party adapters. So mm-hmm. they, they yeah. someone could come out with a twenty dollar one that has six times as many ports. And they will. Yeah, right. I so I've I have one more thing. Oh my god, that I just forgot. Oh crap. You're the worst. While you're thinking Oh, oh no, no, no. Um MagSafe, like what if, what if, what if I don't know? Am I going to start walking into my my Apple my <laughs> laptop charger and like flinging it across the room like the bad old days? You don't do that normally. <laughs> you don't just fling your laptop across the room. <laughs> no, I see what don't. you do to your phones. Oh, that's just my phones. That's completely different. <laughs> I actually have no idea how Type C works. No, so there is no MagSafe, and I think. I think this is the you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can have Apple yeah. design their beautiful proprietary connectors that work perfectly and have cool features, or you can use the industry standard ones that work for everyone and are the lowest common denominator. Which, and I think good for Apple for doing that, by the way, because they didn't have to, not even close. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's a really great computer. I think the the peripheral argument, I would be fine with on an iPad or even a a, a MacBook Air. This is a thirteen hundred dollar computer. 
That's the type of computer you're going to use peripherals with. That you're going to want a bigger monitor with. That you're no. You're... <laughs> it's tiny, Sean. It's it's a it's. That's why it, you want a bigger I mean, monitor. Or a mouse no, it's or a bigger keyboard. I don't know, man. It's not. I don't think. I don't think so because I don't think people who have laptops use like outside of the nerdery. I don't think people who have lap who who like. Yeah, think about no, think I, back to right. college. All those people with MacBooks. How many of them ever plugged something into it besides their phone? Let's but, let's leave the phone out. But I feel like most of those people are going to go buy a MacBook Air, which is cheaper and has all the ports. Which is, by the way, very sure. confusing about all of this Apple stuff. Is now all of a sudden the yeah. MacBook is now like type the Air, and the MacBook Air <laughs> now is thicker and has all the ports. I'm very confused. Yeah, I I agree that it should have just been the MacBook Air two or or something. Yeah, uh, but. It it's more it's a more premium product than the MacBook Air. It's for people who travel around all the time, and for people who travel around all the time, they're even less likely to plug in peripherals ever than someone because that means they have to carry that thing with them. And there yeah. are people who every ounce of weight on a laptop counts. If you're carrying that laptop on your back eight hours a day across airports and running through terminals, you are going to buy yeah. the lightest thing you can buy. And, oh, absolutely! I I don't. I, there's nothing I miss more in the in the world than having a MacBook Air over to the the 15 inch Pro that I have for work right now. Because like <laughs> I don't like you said when I'm running for the T. Because if I don't catch the train that's leaving, God knows when the next train is coming. Like <laughs> you know that counts. Like I need I need the speed. And and while I appreciate the extra cardio workout, you know, like I would I would appreciate more just getting to the train faster. Yeah, I I, th- I think you're right. And you know, to to that point, if if it if it is a high end user with peripherals, they're going to buy the MacBook Pro, mm. which has all the ports. Or they'll buy right, both. Like... <laughs> That's what they're going to do. We don't all live in tech fantasy land, Dan. Someone who's serious about computers and is on the go all the time is going to buy. They'll have the one they they travel with, and they'll have the one they plop on their desk at home. I think I it's know, an man. incredibly sexy looking computer, and I want one desperately. I'm, I wish I'm I really were in the market for just, a computer. Yeah, I'm excited to see one in real life because I think the I'm I'm really interested in what the 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 trackpad feels like, and I'm really interested in what the keyboard feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh. We got to continue on to the the supposed big story of the day, which is Apple Watch. As Colby rolls, not just his eyes, but his entire head. Uh, I didn't even know that was possible. That was a Liz Lemon eye roll. That was. <laughs> I learned learned everything I know from Thirty Rock. That's as you should. Um, so let's let's begin before the Apple Watch. iOS eight point two announced today. The update uh, now available. Uh, for your uh, iOS devices, um, it oh, essentially yeah. what it does is it just adds all of the watch stuff to it. So there'll be a new app with uh, I don't know if it's an app or if it's in settings where you can uh, adjust all the different things about the watch, with the notifications and who your friends are and all the different things that will now be included in iOS 8.2 now available. It does include a few bug fixes and minor changes, but most of it is about the watch in that. Now, when it comes to the watch, uh, we already know a lot about it from the previous announcement, so I'll just get to sort of the big things we learned that are new, uh, starting with the battery, right? Now, this was one of the big questions. There were rumors everywhere from you would have two hours of battery life to you would have two days of battery life. Um, Apple is quoted as calling it an 18-hour battery life. Now, it's important to note that they base that off of a very convoluted formula, that I, I, I'm not going to be able to look up and find because I read it a while ago, but it's something like uh, you look at your watch 40 times and you get 38 notifications and you exercise for 30 minutes while listening to Bluetooth music. And like that's how you compute to 18 hours. Um, so I think it's going to be... I think it's probably more than most people would do this in a normal day anyways. That's, that's what I'm thinking. And this is very much yeah. in line with similar Android Wear watches. This is not out of the normal for a color, full-screen, smartwatch. Yep. So I don't think that's a surprise. So, yeah, I was 
I was I was happy with the battery life. Wasn't blown away. That's what we expected. If it can get through a single day, I think that's reasonable. I think any less than that, you have a big problem. That's true. Um, I don't know, man. Pebble time. That's all I have to say about that. Pebble time. Well, we'll get to the pebble time. And I and Colby, you're excited about the pebble time. Oh, you weren't. I kickstarted a pebble time. Yeah, you missed this because you haven't listened to last week's show. But yes, I am. Uh, Oh gosh, I should really listen to last week's show. It it was a good one, Dan. You really missed out. Um, let's see. They also showcased a whole bunch of uh, new apps for the watch. We knew this was going to be one of the big strengths of the Apple Watch was its ability to get apps very quickly because they build off of the already successful iOS App Store. We saw Instagram, which why you would want that on your watch is beyond me, but it's you can have it. Um, <laughs> especially a watch with a dangerous battery life. Uh, Twitter, of course. Uh, unsurprising Uber. One tap to uh, call a car and it'll track and give you information right on your watch. Um, the Uber demo is kind of neat. Yeah. That seems cool. A good highlight of the sort of one tap and quick notification type thing. Uh, we also saw W Hotels. Uh, being able to, um, being what do you do? Who's doing that? Dan Miller. I don't know what's happening. Dan. 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 Is he just? Oh, oh sorry, I that? muted myself. Yeah, you you hijacked I, I the screen. There's a certain there's a certain app I noticed uh, during the Apple Watch demo. Is oh, that Etsy? It doesn't yeah. look orange at all. Does it look orange now? No. no. Maybe this is another dress thing. Are you sure it's... Because there are lots of things that start with the letter E, Dan. I don't know. That looks pretty much... I don't exactly. I don't think Etsy owns the letter Anyways. E. Well, I'm just kidding. Sure? All right. Anyways, carry on. Cool apps. So you might be able to get Etsy on the Apple Watch. That Again, although I don't know why you would want that. I'd be, I'd be interested Whoa, to know the use case. Sick burn. I, I'm, I'm all for Etsy, man. I just, like, what does the watch functionality add? So you're a seller, and you're making things, and while you're making the thing, you can see what orders come in right on your wrist. Well, can't just, like, a normal iOS notification sent to the, the watch do that? Like I don't, I don't know what the oh. app functionality adds to the experience. Anyway, let's let's not get bogged down. Maybe there's a great use case. I'm just not thinking of W hotels. You'll be able to unlock your room with the Apple Watch. I'm assuming via NFC, which is super cool. I am all for that. Um, which is surprising because I didn't think Apple was giving access to NFC, but apparently they are to select apps. I don't know. They weren't really clear with that. Hmm. Um, those were some of the name brand examples of, of apps. Fandango as well, uh, getting information about uh, movies and having the QR code on the watch you can scan as your movie ticket, uh, which I think is a pretty cool use. And of course, Apple Pay as well on the watch. Uh, we saw a demonstration of that. <laughs> Lastly, with the watch, the price. The million dollar question, how much will it cost? We knew it was going to start at 349 I had an early prediction. I'm glad I didn't tweet this. That I thought they were actually going to undercut that. I thought they were going to say, we went, we looked, we're going to make it 250 like they had to do with the original iPhone and cut back the price. They decided not to. Starting at 349 the pricing strategy for the iWatch is so convoluted, it's disturbing. If you haven't been to Apple's website, I recommend you do. I'll try to explain it as best <laughs> I can. Follow me here. There are three Crazy. models. The low-end model, Apple Watch Sport, is housed in aluminum. And starts at three forty nine for the ah, smaller. Ah. Thank Can you, you say that again, my Johnny I. What, what was the What was the alloy? Aluminium. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that anything like aluminum or totally different? That this is Apple aluminium. What's the difference? In, what is this? What you said in aluminium? Al, well, isn't that how they say it in in old Europe? I think so. But what did you say? I said aluminium. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness! We're we're is this like a nuclear nuclear thing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sean Jennings is President Bush. Uh, that may be the meanest thing anyone's ever called me. Uh, <laughs> is that the, is that the new biopic for uh, George Bush's life, starring Sean Jennings? <laughs> Sean Jennings is George Bush. I'm the decider. <laughs> See, I can't even do a George Bush impression. That was terrible. I was Italian. I don't know. 
349 for the smaller screen at 38 millimeters, 399 for the larger screen at 42 millimeters at the sport. Wait, there's a smaller screen? Yes, two two screen sizes. Now most of the early reviewers who had the hands-on said the smaller screen is actually probably fine for most people. It's only those with really large wrists or those who like a really big screen, like a really big type watch, who will get the bigger one. Then there's the middle model, the Apple Watch. It comes in stainless steel. It will start at $549 for the smaller screen and $599 for the bigger screen. Depending on what bands, wristbands you get with it, because it comes with the kind of plastic regular one, if you get leather bands or metal bands, you can go as high on the Apple Watch as $1,099, doubling the price, just with wristbands. Okay? And then there's the Apple Watch Edition. Covered in 18 karat gold, it will start at $10,000 for the smaller screen, and it will max out at $17,000. Pre-orders will How start... are you finding this information? Uh, I'm reading it in a Verge article, and I also was looking at it this afternoon because I'm just fascinated Where by... Where is it on the, on the Apple website? You can go right to the store. Right, right. At the top oh, it's of the in page. the store. It's in the store. Oh. Yeah, and you can click on the different oh, models and okay. flip through all the bands um, and go. see how all the right, price thanks. goes up as you do that. Pre-orders start April 10th. It will be available April 24th. Uh, it will be in Apple stores on the 10th. Um, they say the uh, gold version will be available only in select stores, aka very few people are going to buy them. So, that is basically everything we know about the Apple Watch. So here comes the million dollar question. What do we think of the Apple? Do we care about the Apple Watch? Like is it, I I how do we sum up the Apple Watch in like a thing? I I'm really looking forward to trying it at an Apple store. Because I think what's going to make her, I think what what would make me want it is if it is sort of fun to use. Like, I don't think anyone's going to argue that this is a thing you need, uh, like the iPhone was. But if it if it's a joy to use, if the if the apps that developers make really are are cool and make using apps and responding to notifications and dictating text and ordering Ubers. A better experience then i i see people wanting it and buying it i think the health thing could be the thing that really takes off uh this is sort of the first smartwatch that has the health capabilities technologically that also has an app store uh you think about your fitbits and your jawbones those have healthness healthness yeah uh <laughs> all the healthness health capabilities but you're stuck with whatever app gets shipped on your os whereas this uh, the potential is for really cool things like the research kit stuff uh to come out and and really change the way that people live their lives in a way like i think that the rate of innovation will be faster for that sort of stuff on the apple watch than anything else we've seen so far uh and correct me if i'm wrong but no android wear watches have these though the heartbeat sensors and the do they and like the the crazy stuff that's on the bottom side of the apple watch that uh gets all that information out of your skin i don't i don't not none that come to mind right i yeah i think maybe they have like a heartbeat sensor but uh and i don't yeah, so I think that the health stuff is going to be really important, and if the UI, if the experience of the product is good, then I think it will sell really well. If the experience of the product isn't good, then I think the health stuff is sort of out the window. Uh, it, the, the product experience has to be good. I don't think anyone really knows that yet. Yeah. I I don't know. Like the demos they were doing on stage really like turned me off to it. Like it feels, I, I agree. I'd like to try it. I'd like to go to the store and like try one on and mess around with it. But it, I mean, it feels like an Android wear watch. That's nicer. Like Apple did an Android wear watch and it's just not blowing me away. Like why, why would you want to go through your Instagram feed on your, on your watch? Like, 
Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everyone wants that. Maybe I want that and I just don't know. But it seems ridiculous. Like, I don't want... I don't know. Like, maybe... I I think one of the things that's... Like, I've had a hard time getting excited about any of these watches that I don't want my watch to be another phone. I don't want it to be, like, a portal into my phone. I want it to be an accessory. And, like, like right now my phone is still going to be my primary internet interacty portal thing um and i i i don't know but i'm not really that excited about it still also 350 dollars is way above my casual like i'm just gonna buy this even though i don't know if i'll like it or not like i can't spend 350 dollars on something like that so real-time follow-up the motor three moto 360 also has that stuff okay yeah, I for me Apple Apple made two fatal flaws that I think had they done better will would have made a big difference. First of all, Colby, I agree with exactly what you said. They did not demonstrate the use case. When I went back and watched the original iPhone announcement, we oohed and odd and wowed, and I realized it was a revolutionary product and it's a different thing, but they really showed the value. Same when they announced the iPad, same thing. They showed the value as to why I want it. That way, when they put up a ridiculous price tag, you justify it. You say, look at this cool stuff they just showed me. All they did was show me Instagram and Uber on my watch. They they did not show how it would change my life or make it better. They did not show me features other watches didn't already have. They did not explain to me why a minimum, a minimum of $350 of my money is going to make a difference with an Apple product. I think the other fatal flaw was, for me, today is the day Apple officially defined themselves as a luxury brand. Yeah. They they launched a new product with a $10,000 model, which I realize most people aren't going to buy. I, I'm the first to admit that. But they announced one. They announced a gold computer. And yes, I realize it's not gold, but it looks gold. <laughs> I just think... Apple took a really dangerous turn because when they stop making products for everybody, that is a very dangerous road because that is where their competitors are going to hit them first and are going to hit them hardest. Because all a company like Pebble has to do is come in and say, Apple's selling you $500 watches that do the same crap ours do. And we only you're only spending $170 on ours. We don't have to demonstrate even half the value. And you can buy our product. Well... You could say the same thing about Android tablets. Uh, cheaper, they do the same things. But what's the difference there? The difference is Apple demonstrates the value and has a track record of success with these products. I think I think the major difference is Apple, when they enter into a market, they just have enough clout to get people excited about it initially, get app developers working on it, get companies on board. You see this with the iPad and Apple Pay and CarPlay and HealthKit. Imagine if, if Google had tried to make CarPlay, there, it wouldn't be in any cars right now. It wouldn't. Uh, Apple has the ability to force the hand on these things that can turn something that would be, eh, why do I need this, into something that is actually dynamic and interesting that no other company can do. So I agree that it sounds... I agree with everything you said. That thank you, uh, thank you. We'll just yeah, leave it there. Thank you. you agree with me? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's kidding. very interesting. Uh, it's very. It doesn't sound very interesting, but I think the potential for this product is greater than any of the other ones right now, just because Apple's one who does it. And NFC existed, smartwatches existed, uh, but Apple made NFC, and now it's everywhere. I I just I don't think Apple watches the product. They've done it a hundred times. That doesn't mean they're going to do it the hundred first time. And I just don't. This thing can have a million apps on it. It can have all the apps. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's really going to be enough. So you're looking at how much is the the Pebble Time well, thing? If, whatever. If you, if you get the Steel model, and uh, yep. you get it after the Kickstarter at full retail, it's two fifty. So, for, say hundred dollars more, you get the Apple Watch, and the Pebble Steel has it. Sort of becomes like the Windows Phone. It has some apps. It has maybe the big ones, but where are the apps going to come out first? 
Apple Watch, and then maybe they'll yeah. move them over to the Pebble, and it won't be as full featured, probably. No, I mean you're right in that the Pebble, like Pebble, is going to be crippled with an iPhone forever because, frankly, Apple doesn't give a shit. Like, why would they give a shit when they have their own watch? Yeah, it does. It does stink. I think. I think Pebble. Pebble for Android is is really compelling. Like. If I'm an Android user, that's a that's a very compelling buy because they're not crippled there. And and frankly, I think their product is way better than is is way more desirable than any of the Android watches um, simply on battery life alone. Uh, and also that the screen is always on like a watch. Like I, I think there 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 is a certain utility that comes to being able to see your watch all the time. Um, without having to like touch it or or rely on you know some algorithm like knowing when you're you're looking at it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know the the other thing that i find interesting about the like 10 grand one is like like you look back at all the apple products that have like changed the world right like the iphone and the ipad namely the first one was not the best one. I think the, 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 I mean, the first iPhone was like incredibly expensive and blah, blah, right? The 3G and the 3GS, I feel like where that was when people started getting them, like real people started getting them. And then like the iPhone 4 was like, wow, like this is amazing. Um, and I think similar story with the iPad, like the iPad one was kind of neat and the people who got it loved it, but it was not the best iPad. The iPad two was so much better than the iPad four. I mean the iPad one. Um, and I can't like, like I understand that very few people are going to buy a $10,000 Apple watch, but God, that poor guy who buys a (laughs) $10,000 Apple watch, (laughs) And like next year, I can only assume they're going to release a new one next year and it's going to be better in every way. Um, so and I guess take take my disdain, the disdain that I'm showing right now with a grain of salt, because I don't I don't I wouldn't expect to be wowed. I wouldn't expect to want to go out and buy one until at least the second generation so, because that that is historically how Apple stuff. If works we're talking about the the luxury Apple branding itself as a luxury company, if you talk talk to someone who's never purchased an Apple product and even before today, even five years ago, ten years ago, they would have said that Apple's a luxury product. Oh, it's so expensive. The iMac doesn't even have a floppy drive. And, you know, for half the price, I could get a computer twice as powerful with more ports. Or you talk to, you know, the PC people today. Why would I get a laptop? Doesn't even have a VGA port and Ethernet cable. I could get one for a quarter of the price, more performance, more options. But Yeah, but I mean, it's why a do you different... get an Apple computer? It's, it's, it's it, it, like that's this is a different sort of luxury like that's like luxury like oh it's, it's kind of it's fancy a different this magnitude is, but they've right. always this had is, that perception like, of that it's it's not a cost it's not the the best value product that's yeah. always been the perception of but, Apple but maybe, it's, I mean, maybe it's worth a try like I mean if someone will give you ten thousand dollars for a watch I mean yeah you should take that but. But it's just they don't need every every time an Apple product is expensive. It's expensive for a reason. I get it. It's a well-made product. You're buying more storage or a bigger screen. This is expensive to be expensive. That people who don't buy Apple laptops say the exact same thing you just said. I don't. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah. They'll they'll point you to the Lenovo website and they'll price out a comparably spec laptop and they'll say, well, this laptop is just as powerful for half the price, and. Because, yes, Apple is a lot. You're paying for not just the hardware in the thing. So to most people, that means luxury. You're paying the Apple tax. But yeah. to slap the logo on the back. I mean, I feel like the thing, is, like, I feel like buying the regular, the, the Apple Watch one, the middle one, like, for that one, you're paying the Apple tax, right? Like, that's whatever, for $500 or whatever it is. Like, that's the Apple tax. This This is, like... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, given like selling $10,000 watches, you probably don't have to sell very many to like make a ton of money off them. Um, 
I mean, I, I can't imagine the margins on that. I can't. I can't imagine. I think, but see, for <laughs> Apple, it's not about the margins. I think it's. It, I think they're they're honestly, legitimately serious about the Apple Watch needing to be a fashionable item more than a technology yeah. item, and the Gold Watch does that for them. Even if they sell one, it does that for them. That's really uh, yeah. the only justifiable reason I see for it. I mean, I, I I guess I do see the point in that, like, to date, smartwatches are pretty nerdy, like, in all, it, with the exception of maybe, like, the Moto 360, which is kind of cool looking, but it's still huge. It's, like, it's still a nerdy thing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if maybe maybe this is what what will make it not nerdy, but I don't know, man. Like, these still look kind of nerdy to me. Like, maybe that'll be cool. Maybe that'll become cool because it's Apple. Maybe they can overcome that, but... Or maybe the second version will have a totally different design. Who knows? Yeah. So, I got two more things I want to do before we move on to PEX, okay? Okay. The first is, I'm seriously considering the two-week Apple Watch challenge, and I need you to tell me if you think it's a good idea. So is this where you eat an Apple Watch once for two weeks? Yeah, it's my crash diet. I'm trying to lose weight by eating $10,000 solid gold watches. <laughs> Imagine how famous you would be if you did that. You'd be on CNN. You'd be everywhere. I'd be, I'd be so broke. I'd get the 38 millimeter, though, if I were you. I'd also like to point out... Instead of going to college, I could have bought 10 Apple Watches. I'm just saying. I had the option. Then I would have had 10 watches. Um, (laughs) So, no, the two-week Apple Watch challenges, I will pre-order one on the day the pre-order launches. And I, I will put my money down. I will get it. I will try it for two weeks. If I don't like it, I will return it. And if I like it, I will keep it. What are your thoughts on the two-week Apple Watch challenge? I, I accept your challenge. I just need yeah. justification to, to spend my money and to do this, and then to not feel guilty about returning it. Well, you I never felt guilty about returning it. That's Well, thank you, Dan. Please, I, more honest, reinforcement. To, to, to be honest, I think I would be concerned if you didn't do it. <laughs> I, I would be <laughs> confused. Colby, I, I, I already put my money in for the Pebble Kickstarter, so... Oh man, I'll, yeah. I'll, I, That's I, not till May though. No, you I could like get the cancel. Apple Watch and return it before then. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm so, gonna think so about real that. quick. Uh, I I googled luxury watch. I clicked on the first link. It's a a website that sells luxury watches. I clicked on the first brand. They sell six watches. Um, the retail prices are seven thousand, thirty thousand, twenty four thousand, thirty thousand, three thousand, eight thousand. Yeah, but Dan, the technology in those will work for a hundred years. That's true, and I I did think that they that's, would. You know, that's another thing that I hadn't really thought of. Like, there's an expiration date on these. Like, at some point, the battery stops working, and then it's just like cash for gold at that point, right? What if they announce the next one and they say, "Well, buy your <laughs> old Apple Watch for eight thousand dollars." But again, the people who buy the ten thousand dollar Apple watches will buy another ten thousand dollar Apple Watch. Yes, next that's year. also true. That's yeah, that's what right. it is, honestly. Now, if, if they did that for the $350 watch, then I'm interested. Um, all right. Well, we're we're breezing through time here, so we got to move on to picks. Um, and uh, we have two television show and some cheap things on Amazon. So uh, why don't we get rolling? I'll jump in first. Um, this weekend, new on Netflix. I feel like we always have the new Netflix shows, maybe because they're all really good. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, new show on Netflix, 13 half-hour episodes from uh, Tina Fey and her writing partner, guy whose name I always forget, uh, (laughs) who both created 30 Rock, are back with a new series. Interestingly enough, the show was developed for NBC. NBC passed, and Netflix bought it, and I'm so glad they did. A, because I don't think it would have worked on network TV and would have gotten canceled. But B, because it's really good. So 13 half-hour episodes, very briefly... Ellie Kemper, who you may remember from uh, The Office, she plays Kimmy Schmidt, a woman who is kidnapped uh, and kept in a crazy cult for 15 years. And then when she gets released, it's kind of her coming back into the world. She has a crazy cast of characters around her. If you like 30 Rock, it's basically very similar. Jane Krakowski plays the same character, let's be honest. She plays... <laughs> it's the same. Um... 
But it's just, it's so fun. The jokes are so sharp. Ellie Kemper is fantastic. Actually, the whole cast is, I think, really great. Um, And it's on Netflix. And even if you just watch the first two episodes, which is an hour of your life and you don't like it, that's fine. But it's really, really, I think, worth trying. Um, And I think another example of Netflix having a great eye for quality programming and the great thing netflix has already bought a season two so uh no date on when that'll be released but if you like it we'll definitely be getting more so highly recommend unbreakable kimmy schmidt now available on netflix have you have you finished it sean i have i tried to hold off i tried to go slow and i just i had to made it a whole two days um yeah i i'm on like episode five or six but yeah, I'm enjoying it's, it. It's the definitely last, worth watching. the last like four. You won't want to put it down because it gets really good. Oh, also, nice. has a stupidly catchy theme song. I cannot get out of my head. Yes, that Very is brilliant. true. And you know, it's uh, he. They did it with the uh, the auto tune the news guys, which is kind of funny. Oh, that's nice. kind of who they were parodying. Yeah. Um. Let's continue on, Dan. I've picked some some quality television content. I recommend you do the same. What do you have for us? Yeah, so I flew to Germany a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Mike, who is on the show uh, sometime in January when Colby was out, I think, had told me to watch this show called True Detective, and I show up on my plane, I look through the in-flight entertainment, and there's True Detective. And on some of these in-flight entertainment things, they only give you the most recent episodes or, or seemingly random episodes of TV <laughs> shows to watch for free. This one had all the episodes so i thought all right i'll watch the first episode or maybe the second and then you know i'll i'll sleep because it's sort of a red eye effectively uh <laughs> and and that'll be good it'll be entertaining i watched all of the episodes i finished the entire season on wow. the plane it was that good it was incredible true detective uh i watched all the way through Woody Harrelson, Woody Carlson, I don't know what his name is, and the other guy who's really famous. Matthew McConaughey uh, and Matthew Woody Harrelson. Matthew. There we go. <laughs> Happy to help. Uh, and it's a frame story, so it alternates between like older them and younger them, and if they're investigating a serial killer for 20 years, I think, or something, a long time, and the frame is them telling the story to other police uh, and you don't find out why they're being sort of interrogated until the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when they're, they start to tell the story, then it launches into the past and it shows them as they're investigating the case. Really good. True detective. I'm told that the next season will, it'll have a totally different story, different characters, sort of like American horror story esque. Mm-hmm. Each yeah. season has different characters. Uh, but the first season I can say very confidently, really good check out true detective and if you get your hbo now subscription in april you could watch all the episodes for 15 dollars. that is absolutely yeah. correct very cool true detective excellent pick down i really got to get around to watching that um first i have to get hbo um and maybe <laughs> yeah. now i will uh all right colby you've got you've got two but i'm actually excited for a follow-up on last week's pick your uh your ge uh smart bulbs yes so uh, last week I picked those the GE Link like smart connected light bulbs on price alone because they're fourteen dollars each. Mm. Um, so I I I I, said, I threw caution to the wind. I said, "Oh my god, this can't be too good to be true." Uh, they're only fourteen dollars, and it turns out it actually wasn't too good to be true they're they're great they do exactly they're exactly as advertised like i turned it i i plugged it in i it connected to my thing immediately and now i have a light that i can turn on and off and um like it also has a dimmer built in so even if the light it's in doesn't have a dimmer you can use it as a dimmer from your phone pretty cool uh so yeah thumbs up on that all all systems go uh, not a bad purchase. Um, and then so my, my other pick is that my girlfriend a while ago stumbled across these Amazon, these uh, sunglasses on Amazon because we were going away um, and she got a pair and she needed new sunglasses. And this is a similar like uh, awesome price. So it's like they look like the kind of like Ray-Ban plastic knockoffs that you see everywhere. The difference being that they're like a very solid construction and they're polarized, um, which is not like 
not your average like crappy knockoff sunglasses that you get um and they are also very reasonably priced I, I'm, I'm pulling it up now because i don't remember 9.95 yes 9.95 with, um with i think free prime shipping yes and there there is a wide variety there there's a pretty wide variety of colors and like uh lens lens things so they have like the mirrored lenses but they also have not mirrored lenses and different colored mirrored lenses and other ones so there's it's all kind of kinds of things but they're called gamma ray cheaters i assume they're cheaters because they're they're fake but not crappy um but yeah it's it's cool so i don't know if you aren't into spending like hundreds of dollars on sunglasses like you you do on your watches um maybe an option to consider so yeah cool yeah i uh i i go through at least three pairs of sunglasses a summer i already ordered a pair so right that's historically i don't buy sunglasses simply because i lose them almost immediately so so for a while i was relying on just like the the crappy ones that i got for free because i work at tech companies (laughs) Uh, um but this is this is nice they're they're much better at like actually being sunglasses like with the polarization thing uh i'm not exactly sure what that does i know it has something to do with like reflections or something but um i don't really understand but it's it feels good to wear them it feels much less like you're wearing sunglasses Uh, so Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, and we'll have links to all those picks on our website, don'tpanic.io. I recommend you go there because we have all the episodes. Links to our Twitter at Don't Panic Show and our Facebook page. Also, links to our RSS feed and on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Um, all of that is on our fantastic website, don'tpanic.io. We'll be back next Monday with another new episode of Don't Panic. I'm almost 100% certain we won't talk about Apple. I can't make that guarantee because usually when I do, we end up having one leftover Apple story. But we're going to try to not talk about Apple next week, but we will have a lot of tech news. We appreciate all of you being out there uh, and watching us uh, on behalf of Colby and Dan. Uh, glad to have the trio back together. Uh, let's let's <laughs> let's keep the party train rolling uh, as we approach uh, the, the spring and the summer uh, coming coming up in a well, we might take a little while to get to the hundredth episode. We do have our two year anniversary coming up in May, so that we got something to look wow. forward to. We'll have to plan something. I don't know. That's crazy. We tease. We'll see. Who knows? Um, but before this becomes our longest episode ever, I'm just going to say thank you all for watching. We'll wish you a fair good night until next week for an all new Don't Panic. Good night.